I asked you to do one simple thing. You asked me to do two simple things, and I failed at both of them. Yes, you did. And you're sitting here across from me, <laughs> dressed like Nanook of the fucking North. It's cold, man. It's cold. Can you turn my headphones up? I can't hear well. Well, take the stupid hat off. <laughs> or at least put the ear flaps up or something. Hey, hold on. Uh, uh, oh, that, that hat's terrible. <laughs> That hat's terrible. I love that hat. You would, but on a on a uh, on a noted note or on a, a related note, he's actually not wearing a jean jacket. I forgot to put it on. What you would put it underneath that? Yeah, you that's are, how I wear it to work normally. You are a sissy. <laughs> sissy. So, I asked Bill to do. Two simple things. Uh, he talked last time about pictures he had of a Nautis show at Crocodile Rock. Asked him to locate those pictures and bring them. Failed. I couldn't find them. Failed. F-A-L-E. Fail. Thousands of pictures. And I searched through so many. I only took like a handful. It's like trying to find that is, oh. It was needle in a haystack. I was. That's why I was asking you what year it was. That's why you burn the haystack. No, you know is that the pictures were in the haystack. That wouldn't. That analogy sucks. <laughs> so kind of. Yeah, I searched through a lot of them. I mean, I even tried to do a complete, like, just to get all the pictures up at once, so I can kind of just kind of go through them. But it's like I was going by folder by folder. I just, I gave up. Uh uh, You'll get them eventually. I'll find them again. I'll I'll be dead. You won't be dead. I'll be dead. <sighs> and I uh, he posts a picture to a face group, uh, Facebook group, <laughs> the Headbangers Ball Facebook group, of a bin of cassettes. <laughs> yeah, that thing blew the fuck up. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm like, hey, bring them, bring them over. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about them. I figure we'll stick our hand in the bin, pull out a cassette, and talk about it. Yeah. You failed. It's a fucking... That bit is huge. F-A-L-E. In the, in the e. freezing cold, man. I can't be carried out in the cold. My hands would have fallen off. Oh, you're fucking... <laughs> you are why we can't have nice things. No, it's it's freaking cold. So, I, you know... You act like it was, it's cold out today. Oh, my God. It's fucking... It's below 30. I got to my first job this morning. Oh, here we go. I got to my first job this morning. Guess what the temperature on my car right It was probably about six degrees. Keep going. Keep going which way? Down. Yeah, I mean, it was cold this morning. It was freaking frigid this morning. My first job, I was in Loyal Sock. Okay? Yeah. The thing on my car, the the thermometer on my car. I was about to say the thing what tells temperature. (laughs) The thermometer on my car. Red, four below zero. Yeah, you see? Very cold. Very cold. Too cold. Scorpio. It's, it was... Uh, and it's not getting any better outside. We've had a bad cold snap lately, and I can't be handling this. You are such a sissy. <laughs> you are such a sis. I'm not. It's just cold. It's what cold. would you What would you do if you ever had to do, like, manual labor? <laughs> and I did once. I did once, and I hated it. Ay, ay, ay. And my heater at work broke. Wah. 
extra, extra cold there. <laughs> my name's Bill. My little heater broke. My vagina sore. <laughs> wow, you're just being more mean today than normal. I had a rough day. I was going to share a trivia fact with you. Go ahead. Share. Sharing is caring. I found out last night that Red Fox, uh-huh. when he starred in Sanford and Son, was our age. Really? Yes. Damn. Yep. He died as he grew a straggly beard and dyed his hair to, and, and did that walk to appear older. Wow. He was our goddamn age. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yep. So I always thought Red Fox was in his 60s when he yeah. did that. So, okay. you know what? When I say to you, you know, how you look, just remember, I mean, you could star in a sitcom, you dummy. <laughs> dummy. <laughs> Anytime you want a shot at the title. Hey, like, uh, I just shared that trivia with you. That trivia could come important sometime later in life. No, nah, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. I don't think anybody's going to bring up Red Fox trivia. Or Sanford and Son. Somebody might. You big dummy. Somebody might. You big dummy. <laughs> so I got a I got a few things in the news I want to get your take on. Nothing heavy, but it's uh, you know it's been making the rounds lately. So Neil Young, okay, aging, decrepit hippie, all right, rocker, um, posted a letter on his official website. Mm-hmm. Basically telling Spotify, you can either have the Joe Rogan experience or my music catalog. All right. Because he disagrees with Rogan. Okay. Spotify said, okay. And they removed all of Neil Young's music. Well, that's, that sounds about, about right for this, <laughs> the way things go. No, no, basically, he um, he he told Spotify, uh, "Do what I want, or I'm taking my ball and going home." Yeah. So Spotify handed him his ball, said bye. Yeah. I mean, let's think about this. And I like some of Neil Young stuff. No, oh, so do I. I, I, I and especially stuff to do with Crosby, Stills, and Ash. Right. But you're Neil Young. Oh, Gr- granted, you're a legend. Okay, Grant, not you, idiot. <laughs> Granted, okay, you're Neil Young. You've got a right. tremendous catalog of mm-hmm. music, um, but you're really gonna pull your gun on the most listened to podcast in the world. Yeah, it's that Spotify gave millions, hundreds of millions of dollars for the exclusive streaming rights to. Mm-hmm. Not very smart, Mister Young. Well, you know, it does speak to some people will stand on their principles, though. It does. And a part of me wants to applaud him for that. Yeah. But you got to choose which hill you're willing to die on. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I often found that principles are only a matter of how much money you get. Yeah. Well, and th- that's the thing is, uh, like, Spotify paid Rogan, you know, a couple hundred million dollars for the exclusive streaming rights to mm-hmm. the podcast. And they pay crumbs to artists for streams. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I'm sure it's not really going to break the bank for Neil Young to not be on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. People survive without it. I mean, it's not. 
you know, I, I didn't even hear anything about this. I think, I don't know. It, it seems like one of those, anytime there's like a something over a, a social media platform, which I think Spotify is at some point. I, I, on a certain level, yeah. yeah. It's like whenever there's a fight over that, it's like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so, uh, I mean, and other rock and roll personalities. I, I almost said rockers, and I hate using that term. It sounds like a fucking cliche, like a sounds like a journalism cliche. Mm. But other rock and roll artists have weighed in on this. Okay. Uh, some of the more notable ones: David Draymond of Disturbed, mm. giant dickbag. Yeah, I, I I know I know you. You're not one of his biggest fans. Giant dickbag, in my opinion. Could be a nice guy. I don't know, but he just comes off like a giant fucking douche canoe. Um. <laughs> But he actually was on the side of Spotify mm -hmm. for standing up to free speech or for free speech. Yeah. Saying, you know, I may not agree with what Rogan or a lot of his guests have to say, but they have the right to say it. And I applaud you for defending their First Amendment rights. Right? Yeah. And then another notable rock and roll douchebag chimed in. Ah. Sebastian Bach. Oh, okay, not the one I thought. <laughs> no, Sebastian Bach. There are so many rock and roll douchebags anymore. Oh yeah, <laughs> but Sebastian Bach chimed in, basically saying, "Oh yeah, Joe Rogan is spreading misinformation. He's an anti-vaxer." I almost thought you were going in Nazi there. No, he's an anti-vaxer. He's gonna kill us all. I'll stick with Neil Young rather than some guy who does a podcast. Yeah, a podcast that makes him, you know, a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of agree. People that do podcasts are. People that do podcasts are just <laughs> terrible fucking people. They're terrible people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sebastian Bach showed his ass hattery once again. Uh, it's, it. you know, at some point, at some level, I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean. 90 I'd say 99% of musicians out there are just attention whores do you think and you know anything that gets them any sort of publicity and I'm, I'm sure in the back of their minds it's like you know oh Sebastian Bach said something hey wasn't he the guy in Skid Row I should download that album <laughs> right you know it's like it's one of those things that that's where the mind goes I mean anytime your name is out there Wait, wait, Sebastian Bach, wasn't he the singer of Skid Row? Yeah, he was. Let's listen to that on Spotify. And then Sebastian, <laughs> and then Sebastian Bach says, ooh, that's another three-tenths of a cent in my pocket. Yeah, yeah. Sebastian Bach, he was in that band with uh, with uh, Ted Nugent and uh, the guy from from uh, um, Biohazard <laughs> Yeah, on MTV. Uh, what was the name of the band? Oh, fuck. No Icon Iconoclast? It was something stupid like that. Democracy. Democracy. That was it. Democracy. I think I'm one of six people that remembers that name. I don't know if you can even find that on Spotify. <laughs> That's like, that was. But, but, oh, and we're going to lighten, lighten up the, uh, I mean, it's been light so far as it is, as always, but something really cool happened on AEW last night. I heard the news. The very nice, very evil Dan Housen is all elite. Yes. Did he, he did he did he actually come on last night? He was on. Oh uh, shit, I missed he, it. He was under the ring uh during the Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy lights out match. Yeah. Cole goes under the ring to get a chair 
and tugging at the chair, can't get it out. <laughs> he pulls it out, and who's there but Danhausen? <laughs> he didn't do anything physical. Okay, but he just walked back, walked back to the ring, and the whole the whole crowd was chanting Danhausen, Danhausen, and then uh, they released the graphic on social media last night that Danhausen yeah. is all elite. So that's that. Is, hopefully, hopefully Tony Elite. Uh, pays him many bags of human monies so he can buy his rocket car and his blimp and his gold house. I hope, I hope he does some sort of program with MJF. That would be interesting. I know, I know MJF is, is poised for bigger and better things and probably wouldn't want to, they wouldn't want to waste the time. But my God, the, the disdain that, he puts out. Oh, the oh, have you seen the clips of them together at, yes. at signings? Yes. Phenomenal. And that is that is just what just like if Dan Housen just comes to the ring. You know what? And during a, an MJF match and causes him to lose. Next week. Like, next week in Chicago. <laughs> it's MJF versus CM Punk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> Punk has run through the rest of the the rest of the pinnacle. Yeah. Okay. So now next week he get finally gets his match with MJF, and it's in <laughs> Chicago. Uh, so I could see like Sean Spears coming out and trying to fuck over <laughs> Punk, and then here comes Danhausen, and costs MJF the match. Yeah, with the teeth. With the yes, <laughs> with the jar of teeth. Puts the jar or, or like keep, you know, I mean, just get the get the build. Got to build it, build it. You Put, know, he puts the teeth in MJF's mouth yeah. and then punk hits <laughs> the GTS and and off. We're off to the races. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it was it's it's uh, great to see Dan Housen getting his shot. Um, oh, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that concerns me is now it's going to ruin Dan Housen for Jim Cornette and Brian last. Fine. Well, no, I, I know, but it's, I like they they have enjoyed Dan Housen up to this point because they've never watched a match and they made it a point to never watch a match because they didn't want to ruin the gimmick. Yeah, but it's his matches aren't terrible. No, his matches are quite good. You know, if he does it like it, until he does his comedy spots like uh, the, the tequila kicks. And, yeah, honestly, I was thinking about something the other and speaking of comedy spots, I was thinking about something, and, and that is what is, I think, missing from the WWE as of late. What's that? Comedy guys. I mean, you don't need to have them all over the roster, but, I mean, there's no blue meanies anymore. They have Riddle. You know? No, Riddle, Riddle's no, a com- a, Yeah, but a guy. It's like they, you had your Crash Holly, um, you know, the blue meanie, Al Snow. Yeah. I mean, there were all these great, and they were great wrestlers that also did really funny bits, and that was a double entertainment. Now everybody is just a bruiser that wants to beat people up. See, that's the thing with Riddle, is he's, you know, he's a a great wrestler, he's a fucking amazing wrestler, but they have him doing, you know, the, like, Mm. the the comedy shtick. I know, but his comedy is, it's, it, it's not my brand. No. It's not, it's, it's, but it's, 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 the man needs to put some shoes on. No, come on! If you know Matt, he doesn't like shoes. Yes, I know, I know. I've, I've, I've met him. I've, I've seen. But it's like that's all I'm asking. Just have, have like a a shoe versus shoe match or something, and make him wear fucking Crocs for a month. All right, let's do that. Hang on. <laughs> yes. 
Bruce, if you're listening, book it. <laughs> I mean, it could it could work. I mean, next thing you know, you have Matt just kind of, he's like, he can't walk right. He's shuffling around. He's tripping over shit. <laughs> you know, why? Because he's wearing shoes. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, like the old school um, blindfold matches, but. Riddle's got shoes on. Now I can picture I can picture Riddle actually saying, "I wore flip flops to the ring. I I kick them off, <laughs> right?" <laughs> ah, shit skis. Yeah. So, but yeah, I've been. Um, yeah, when I was watching that old match that I never, the one that I've been to, December fourth Raw, I was there. Yeah. I never actually saw it. <laughs> and then I'm looking at the crowd. I'm like, "Hey, why did I get harassed wearing right to censor stuff? There were people, other people in the crowd." Yeah. Today I stopped for uh, I stopped for breakfast at a McDonald's. I was very hungry. Have to be if we're gonna stop for breakfast at a McDonald's. Holy shit! Pretty much. Um, I felt like I was in high school. Oh, with the music that was playing. Ah. I walk in, and Jesse's girl is playing. Oh, okay. I thought you said high school. Wait, wait. It gets better. Okay, so Jesse's girl's playing when I walk in. All right. I get my food. I sit down. And what comes on but Just Like Paradise by David Lee Roth. <laughs> uh. And then Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship. Wow, you just went all over the spectrum there. I think... No, no, it wasn't on my... Pl- it wasn't on my Spotify. No, I'm saying that in that McDonald's. Yeah. It's like for, for the first one, I mean, you're going back to like, you know, middle school. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, you wasn't in high school in the 80s, you old bastard. <laughs> it's like... 88? I know I was in high school the same time. Yeah, you fucking douche. Don't hey, easy, easy. Or what? We're being no swearing. Is it no swearing? It's like I have my I have a swear card. <laughs> I'm allowed one swear. <laughs> to one. <laughs> yeah. So um. Yeah. I, oh, I love I love when that happens too. There was times when I'm I'm I I remember not too long ago it was like just driving to the hospital, so I'm driving through Lee Heighton. Yeah. And like like kicks don't close your eyes or something comes on. It's like, oh, it's high school again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know, right? Um the post did you see the post I tagged you in on Facebook with the Dan Housen Ouija board? Oh yeah. I gotta tell you about what happened with that. Um a person who shall remain nameless. Okay. Um at least on air. <laughs> a person who shall remain nameless. Um Made a comment on the post. Oh, okay. Stating that, uh, and I don't want to get into a big religious debate, that the only way through to, uh, the only way to salvation is through Jesus. Uh huh. And by playing with Ouija boards, you're inviting, uh, you're inviting the summoning of demons and this and that. And I guess they completely missed the point of the post that it's just a really, it was pretty cool that somebody drew Danhausen on a Ouija board. Yeah, I mean, it makes the Ouija board pretty much non-functional. Right, because you're covering up half of it. Yeah, most of the letters are gone. Right, you know? and instead of yes and no, you have very nice, very evil. Yeah, and I, I, that's a, it's, it's a heck of a piece to just put on a wall. Right, and that's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know, but this person, who is now persona non grata on my Facebook. Oh. No, I, I, I don't. I'm. I've taken your approach. I don't deal with shit anymore. I just fucking block you. There you go. Um, I, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna litigate the whole thing. Nope. Boom. Banhammer. Done. See, remember, everybody. 
when dealing with social media, if you see shit on social media, it's like when you see shit in the toilet. You, nobody turns around and yells at the turd or tries to reason with the turd. You flush the turd. Right. <laughs> Except for that one little stinky, skanky nugget that you can't get rid of. <laughs> That's a reference to something. Owen Hart. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I am not a nugget. I forgot why they call them that. Oh, my God. That's that's crazy. Yep. Because uh, after after Brett left and uh, Bulldog followed mm-hmm. and Neidhart followed, um, Owen was that one little nugget that you couldn't quite flush. Yeah. When I was watching, and it's I think it's 2000, I think it's 2000 Armageddon. I haven't watched it. Okay. I think that's the pay-per-view that was coming up after the Raw that I was at. And there was gonna be a, it's going to be a title match, right, between Kurt Angle. Um, let's see, it was Kurt Angle, Undertaker, Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, and Rikishi. Oh, in the now, Hell in a Cell. Now, that must have been. And I'm, as I'm watching that promo for it, I'm like, oh, one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, I, I've, if I'm right and you're right, if, we, if we're collectively right, that is is the pay-per-view. It was a six-way hell in a cell, and that's when Rikishi got tossed off the top of the cell into the fucking, to the hay wagon. Okay, yeah, that I, I don't remember. I just remember, I, mean, I remember a lot of the build-up to it. That was when, um, like, Stone Cold got hit by the car. I did it for the rock. I did it for the rock. I did it for the people. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, but I'm looking at that, I'm like, oh, man, five to one. That's just... Rikishi, you're no. Yeah, hey, give him credit for trying to give the big guy a push. Well, yeah, but it's well, it's I guess I, I think honestly at the and at the time it might have been, oh, Rikishi's you know there, but as you look back on some of this, it's like wow, that's just I can't believe they put Rikishi in a match like that. I was always a fan of Rikishi, even before he was Rikishi when he was part of the Samoan SWAT team. I, I was Rikishi was. First off, too much was just I I could not stand them. Too cool. Was it? I thought it was too much. No, it was too cool. No, wait, hold on. Grandmaster Sexy and Scotty Too Hot. Who was too much? Too much. I don't know, but uh, Sex Grandmaster Sexy and Scotty Too Hot. I was thought too they cool. was too much. No, they was too cool. Whatever. Well, they were too much. Now they uh, were. <laughs> yeah, Bri- Brian Christopher. I mean, he needed to get out of. Out of uh, Lawler's shadow, yeah. But but the thing is, unlike people like you know Dustin Runnels, who didn't want to be in that shadow as much as he was and couldn't help it, yeah. Uh, you know, Brian Christopher just relished it, and Scotty was just, could have been a really great if he wasn't pulling off some of the weirdest moves, the worm. Yeah, all the other ones too. I mean, with all the the weird shit he pulled. Scott Taylor, Scotty Too Hottie, he was a, actually a really, really good worker. And up until recently, he was actually a trainer for WWE yeah. at the performance. I said Center. they're great workers on. They were great workers on their own right, but when they saddled with those gimmicks, yeah. And you you talk about uh, Dustin being in the shadow of the dream. Yeah. See now the dream cast a big shadow, baby. In oh, more, in more ways. I than, know. In more ways than one. I know, and I, I felt I you know after I watched like a um well it was pretty much 
they called it like a gold dust, but it was just talking about his whole career when he started as like the the Texan and the, the natural w, and, and yeah, and WCW became Gold Dust, you know, and then went to the back to WCW at seven. Yeah, for thirty seconds. Yeah. Oh, but the whole the best thing was that the whole thing was like, um, a Russo's idea because they killed the gimmick by forty one on stage. Yeah, because they didn't like. A, I mean, imagine they didn't they want a character that was luring children. <laughs> right. So yeah. so and Vince Russo just said, "Well, you know what? Go out and kill it." <laughs> and he goes out and he does that promo, which was an awesome freaking promo. It was an amazing promo. Too bad we never saw Dustin again. Yeah. And then he kind of they kind of did something similar with him in TNA. Yeah, with that half red, right? Uh, no, he had the silver for a minute yeah. in TNA, I think, too. And then did the half red. And now he's doing the half face mm-hmm. thing in AEW. But he's just Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. And I still and I enjoyed um, the other roads. Cody as Stardust. I thought that was a I thought that was an awesome, awesome thing to do. I didn't like it. I like Stardust for a for a time. I didn't like it. Um, but I always felt that the but the roads is oh, they they should have been more. They should have been royalty. They are. They are in our eyes. But there's a point where I feel like in the WWE, like backstage politics thing, that sometimes they weren't too welcome. Well, because I know that I know that Dusty was not shy with his opinions well, to all the McMahon children. Yeah, and <laughs> but the only one who had a problem with it was Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And after that promo. Yeah, but also, but that brought in Triple H to it, and Triple H had a lot of pull, and other guys would just follow suit. Just well, no, no, no. Tri- Hunter never buried. No, not not buried. Yeah, but he didn't. But he had pull backstage, right? But he never buried Dusty. Yeah, but one, yeah, Stephanie is the one that was responsible for Dusty yeah. never getting a live mic again. One thing that I could say about Triple H, as much as there are times that people really enjoy him and hate him, he's been back and forth everywhere. If he is in a match, yes, he will probably win. But he is going to make that other person look damn good doing it. Well, you see, now, I kind of got, I agree, but I got to disagree a little bit. Hunter would always do the job when it was right for business. Well, yeah, it had to be for business. It, I, when it's the right thing to do, Yeah, Triple H will do the job. But... Even in doing the job, or even if he's going over, I should should say, mm-hmm. he's going to make you look like a million dollars. Oh, yeah. Hunter, uh, Triple H is a professional. Mm-hmm. But now since we're brought, we brought up Triple H, I want to ask your opinion on this. Lately, over the last, say, six, eight months, Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis, and uh, the fat bastard Bruce Pritchard um, mm-hmm. have done everything they can to erase Triple H's fingerprints on NXT. Mm-hmm. From the look of the show, mm-hmm. yeah. all of the talent that Triple H signed is gone. Yep. Most of his training staff is gone. Mm-hmm. William fucking Regal is gone. Okay. All gone. Bruce Pritchard is now in charge of NXT as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. W- what's your take on all that? That they, they, they basically erased Triple H's legacy in NXT and everything he did in NXT. Well, I think 
I think that the bookers of any show, they want to put on the best show that in their minds. Okay. Okay. And that, and that is any indie show. You know what I mean? No, no booker for even an indie show wants to, you know, let's go out there and just put shit on. Right. They are, and they are putting out the best angles that they think are good. They're they're entertaining themselves. And as we know, Bruce Pritchard and probably Lauren Itis, you know, want to entertain McMahon. Yeah. So, and they will do anything it takes. And if that means if McMahon didn't care a lot for what Triple H was doing, well, they're going to get rid of it. Well, it, it was kind of a shitty thing in another respect because... All this happened after Triple H had his cardiac episode mm-hmm. and Triple H was gone. You yeah. know, he's he's been away because he had a serious cardiac event. Yeah. Um, which is just a nice way of saying, I think, a heart attack. Yeah. Um, you know, but they've erased everything that Triple H built. Yeah, I, th- I think it just comes down to, you know, and I, uh, it, it's. And I'm I'm not defending Pritchard or anything like that. I mean, I think a lot of people would love everything, but I think every promotion, whenever you get a new booker or team or whatever in there, it's they're going to change it. I mean, you you know, you look at Raw under the different tutelages, yeah. and even though th- things that Russo did worked, no doubt. But when he was gone, things changed and things got better. Well, in some respects, and others not, because Russo really did. Focus on the undercard as well. Right. Everybody everybody had a storyline. Right. But okay. And then Russo leaves, and then a lot of people that you don't get a story, you, you're out of here. You know, we don't know who you are, you're out of here. See, now, I, I maybe I think about things, I know I think about things differently, okay, mm-hmm. when it comes to booking a wrestling show. Your top guys, they need storylines and angles. Mm-hmm. Middle of the card guys don't need storylines and angles. I think sometimes they do. To, to little ones too that should propel them higher up the card. Eventually. But not everybody needs an angle. Because if everybody's in an angle, then there are no angles. That's fucking obtuse. That's just, that's like No, it's a cute. No, no, that's like it's oh, if every wall is blue, there are no blue walls. That's dumb. Don't say shit no. like that. If everybody's in an angle, it's, if everybody, yeah. hang on, I'll put it. It's aw- all right. Jim will agree with you. It validates me completely. I'll put it in a way that even your feeble little brain can understand. My feeble little brain. <laughs> the two trivia games prove it. Oh, fuck you. If everybody is in an angle, it diminishes the value of the angles. Somewhat, but I don't think so much. I mean, yes. I, I look, I, I agree with you, even though you insult the shit out of me. I, I think like your opening matches are a little palate cleansers to get you going. You don't want to have, and, and to put this in the terms of shows that we've seen, you're not going to put like, uh, like a guy like Sabu. And I'm saying I'm I'm doing guys from yeah, our yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Sabu Sandman would not be the opening match. Okay, we'll come back to that. Well, they shouldn't be right because you know if they're gonna have a high flying ex- well, or Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian, that should not be your opening match. No, you know you you that you know that's good in the middle or near the end. But you know you have your opening match, which kind of sets things up, gets everybody warmed up. Your warm up guys, right? 
But no, they don't need angles. Right. But I think the guys in the middle should have a reason for fighting. Well, your reason for fighting there is your mid-card title. And your angle. No, your mid-card title. Fucking angle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, the guy who's got the mid-card title <laughs> has, can have an angle going with the guy with the, the, like the number one contender for the Intercontinental title. Two snaps and a sleeper. There you go. <laughs> um, see, I, this is an issue I have. Yeah. You, you talk about, you know, leading a show off with Sabu versus the Sandman. Yeah, sometimes. Well, I know I shouldn't have picked ECW because, Christ, they, but, they, they broke all the rules. But, no, I, I'm giving you, I'm, I'm, I'm saying you're right Damn in, right, in one respect. Right. And this is an <laughs> issue I have with a lot of AEW's TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like, this, like, last night's Dynamite. They opened the show with Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT title okay. in a ladder match. Yeah, that's not an opening match. Right. But, I mean, the 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 main event, mm. the, the main event of the night was Adam Cole against Orange Cassidy in a lights out match. That's got to go on last in that situation. I, but you don't start a fucking show, especially on free television, with a ladder match. Do you, I'm going to tell you this as I just thought of it now. Do you remember when uh, no. ha- Hangman Adam Page won his, 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 his title? Yeah. When? Uh, it was the last AEW pay-per-view. Well, do you remember the date? It was in December. That's all I remember. <laughs> they had Adam Page uh, cards for that, that uh, game. Oh, yeah? And I didn't buy it because I really didn't know who Adam Page was. See, I was... I'm, Oh, you would have gone nuts at that stand. You name a guy they had him. You know all the... Yeah. See, I, I was a fan of Adam Page when he was in Ring of Honor. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was familiar with his stuff before. But, yeah, Hangman Page, he won his title. He won the AEW world title in, I mm-hmm. want to say, early Dece- late November, early December yeah. at the last AEW pay-per-view. But, um, yeah, to open, to open a show on free television mm. with a title match... That's also a ladder match. <sighs> honestly, on. honestly, I've had my fill anymore of ladder matches. I swear I've just seen it all at this point. Well, this time, at this time, it was actually there was actually a reason for it. Um, and it, they went back to the original Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon ladder match for the reason. OK, when Shawn had gone away, he was the Intercontinental Champion. And then Razor was a, was, you know, won a tournament to win the Intercontinental title. Well, Sean comes back, and he's still got the Intercontinental title. So now we had to have a title unification yeah. match. <laughs> so the famous ladder match at WrestleMania 10. Well, that's what happened with Cody and Sammy Guevara. Mm. Cody had... Uh, uh, he was not medically cleared. Mm. Uh, I guess they didn't want to say the fucker got COVID. Um <laughs> <laughs> but Cody was not medically cleared for like ten days. Hmm. Kinda. It, yeah. It could it could have been hemorrhoids. Could have been the roids. Could have been just Brandy was on her period. I don't know. But anyway, so for the first time that I can remember in pro wrestling, and I've been a fan for forty years, for the first time I can remember in pro wrestling, they actually did like the UFC does and created an interim title. Oh, okay. We're going to have a match for the interim TNT championship, even though the, the champ's going to be back in 10 fucking days. Um, 
So Sammy Guevara wins the match against Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. And he's the interim champion. So now the last night on Dynamite they had the unification match. So that and that's why they did the ladder mm. match. Uh, it's just I always think that to open I, I I'm never of the I don't like it and I don't like it when they do this in the Indies either. You start the show with a twenty five goddamn minute uh like like presentation. No. What is it called? Oh, what are they called? Promo? Uh, promo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Forgetting all the words today. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, I, I hated when they would pull that shit. You see, and uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm diff- Maybe I'm, I'm different. But I miss. I actually miss the squash match. I don't. I do. For I do, and there's a good reason why uh, I miss the squash match. The squash match is how you build guys up. Okay, that's why you have enhancement talent. Because mm-hmm. jobber is a bad word nowadays. Yes. It's a bad word. In a, okay. But that's why you have enhancement talent. You bring a guy out for six weeks. You get him good wins. Okay. Now he's in line for a shot at that secondary title. Mm-hmm. Enhancement matches have their place. The enhancement match is all but gone now. Yep. And it, it's really fucked up because AEW is really guilty of it. Because... Uh, you have guys that have no business being on national television, and it's gotten a lot better since the guys have left WWE and more like top shelf talent has become available to, to AEW. Mm-hmm. But like when AEW first started, you had people that had no business being on national television. You had guys like Joey Janella, Jelly Nutella, as he's affectionately <laughs> known. You had guys like Joey Janella. On national TV. Looks like shit. Can't wrestle for shit. He wouldn't be he like back in the day, back back in my day, he wouldn't have even been doing jobs for Crockett. Jim Crockett would have said, no, you're no, I can't use you. You look like shit and you can't work. You're going to hurt somebody or yourself. Mm-hmm. But they're having Joey Janela have competitive matches, 15, you know, 15 minute matches with Cody Rhodes. Mm. And with um, Kenny Omega, you know, guys that are your fucking stars. Yeah. And you've got this guy who is in misfitting trunks. You know, like his muffin top is pouring out Mm. over the top of his trunks. He looks like dog shit. Fishy white, pale flesh, you know, paler than me. And 190 Mm. pounds soaking wet and all flab. Yeah. If you got a muffin top, you got to wear the singlet. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not. He's wearing and the like the tights he wears are like super tight. But yeah, and they have him having competitive matches with Cody Rhodes mm. and Joey Janela or and uh, uh, Adam Page and all these other guys. Mm. You know, no, that's a five minute squash match. I think it also at this. You know, I'm sure the backstage has a lot to do with what you know. We well, we know it does. Who yeah. knows who and. Who owes who a favor? Uh, well, there's a reason that uh, I hate to keep name dropping him, but there's a reason Cornette often calls it all friends wrestling. Yeah. Oh, all, all wrestling is all friends. Everybody's friends. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> that company's even worse. That company's even worse with the with the with the nepotism and the friendship <laughs> and 
Because, let's face it, a lot of those guys would have never had jobs if they weren't friends with the Young Bucks. <laughs> and if the Young Bucks hadn't sucked up Tony Khan and endeared themselves to him, there's no way those two fucking nitwits would be executive vice presidents of a wrestling yeah. company. <laughs> and in position to bury legitimately good tag teams. I don't watch enough AEW yet. I've been trying, but now with Dan Housen on it, I'm going to try harder. I'm definitely going to try harder because that's that's entertainment. Oh, yeah. It's great to see Dan Housen there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's shift away from wrestling, though. Let's shift away okay. from well, I was uh, I was watching the, the the Bengals game, uh-huh, and I saw what must be to me one of the dumbest fans in the crowd, and he was dressed as a tiger. What do you think a Bengal is? Uh, a Bengal, a Bengal tiger. Ah, that would explain it then. Yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> Uh, I don't even want to talk about football. I don't even want to talk about football. I mean, one good thing came out of this weekend. No Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, that's about. I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to the halftime show and the commercials. I could give two shits about about who's in it. This should be a good halftime show. Oh my god, it's it's gonna be. Doc- I, I hope I hope Snoop rolls out in like a huge like motorized blunt. Yes. <laughs> and I'm thinking they're gonna they, they I'm wondering if they're gonna do a little thing for Tupac. I hope they do. You know? Just I mean don't hologram them. Just, you know, maybe a picture, something. But we got I mean, the the halftime show this year, you've got Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Who else? There's a few others, but the, the the top three is what? Yeah, Dre, Snoop, and and M. But yeah, well, it's hey. Yeah, since we opened up the the football can, did you watch the end of the? Did you watch the Chiefs? No, Bills game. Nope. Okay, you missed a great football game. Nah. Yeah, you did. D- Dallas wasn't in it. Why would I watch it? Because, like, no, I. It, no, I I'm done with football. You're an this, idiot. I'm done with football for the season. You're an idiot. I well, I mean, with my wife being from upstate New York, I have a I have like a a, a family pass into Bills Mafia. Oh, for Christ's sakes! Yeah, Bills. That there's there's a pass you want into. I tell you what, I've heard I've heard about the tailgating. Bills fans have got to be the most degenerate. Tailgaters in the world. Jesse and I are looking at going next year. Green Bay. <laughs> next year, Green Bay plays a game in Buffalo. If it's early in the season, we may fucking go. But I'm not going to Buffalo in December. Well, no, you. That's that's crazy talk. That's 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 stupid. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, I just gotta go for the just for, for the ambience. Mm. I want to see motherfuckers putting each other through tables in the parking lot. Yeah, you will. You will. Oh, I know. But. That Bills Chiefs game was one of the best football games I've seen in a long time. Mm. And it brought up again that the overtime rules need to be changed. Oh, what now? Well, the old rules, it was sudden death. First team to score wins, no matter what. Yeah. Now they've changed it. If the first team to score scores a touch, score, first team. 
to score scores a touchdown, yeah. the game's over. Right. So you're not giving the other team even an opportunity. Yeah, both teams have to possess the ball. No, they don't. If the team that wins the kickoff goes and scores a touchdown, the game is over. Right. Both teams should have an opportunity to possess the ball. No. Yes. No. You had you had a fucking hour to do your fucking job. Don't get pissy in one last quarter. No. They, you know what they should do, honestly? You know what? Here, here this this will probably piss off a few fans, but fuck it. My team ain't in it. Do it like soccer does it, right? Penalty kicks. Just, yeah, just get the two kickers and start at the 20, and then the 25. First, and then the th- first fucker that misses, you lose. I'm, that, that would be a way to do it, but I have a better solution. Okay, both teams get a possession, okay? Say, for the sake of argument, both teams go and score a touchdown, okay? Now the rules change, and we go to modified college rules. In college, in the overtimes, you get possession from the 20-yard line, and you got to score. And each team gets a shot at it, okay? Now, here's what we do to make it different. Now we take the kickers out of the equation. You get the ball at the 20-yard line. You have four downs to score a touchdown. All right. You score. The other team gets an opportunity to score. Then you keep moving it back five yards subsequently. Okay? Right. Until one team fails. Here's another idea. We got all these great overtime ideas. Something will take to somebody. Right? Listen, Goodell, you all prick. Right. You, you flip the coin. Okay. Right? And boom. One team's going to, you know, defend. The other's going to receive whatever. But one side and the other. Doesn't matter. But you start the ball on the 50-yard line. Okay. All right? Take the goddamn refs off the field. Your team's job is to get in the other one's end zone. The plays don't stop. Nothing stops. The ball is always live. That's just stupid. No, that's fun. That's an invitation for somebody to get hurt. What? What? You see how they tackle each other? It's not like they're hitting each other with pillows. Well, yeah. Invitation get her. You got a guy going up in the air, getting cracked in the back before he even touches the ball, does two backflips and lands on his head. And that's why they call a 15-yard penalty on it. No, they wouldn't call that. Yes, they would. They s- it's a, it's it's hitting a defenseless seat receiver. He, he, had, he had pads on. He was defensible. No, it's hitting a defenseless receiver. It's 15 yards. <laughs> it's like, no, so, that- Are you seriously done with football for the year? Well, yeah, the Cowboys are out, man. There's no reason to watch it. There's always a reason to watch. No, because I oh for me there is because now I got now I hate watch. Yeah, I don't even want to hate watch. I do. No, I I, I do, <laughs> and and for the rest of the season, I am a fuck you, Jim, a Los Angeles <laughs> Rams fan. I'm a Rams fan. Yeah, I'm not. See, I'll I'll give you my reasoning. It's all process of elimination. I'm a I'm a Las Vegas Raiders fan. I've been a Raiders fan as long as I can remember. So, by proxy, fuck the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Division rival. All right. The Bengals knocked us out of the playoffs with a lot of help from the referees. I'm bitter. So, fuck the Bengals. Don't roll your eyes at I'm me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know that was audible. Don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> 
Jim Miller <laughs> is a 49ers fan, so fuck the 49ers. <laughs> so by process of elimination, I am now a Rams fan. See, this would be more fun I, if Jim was I know, here. I know, but I, I don't want to defend Jim over this. Don't. No, no, trust me. By the time I get to the end of this road, you'll see it's not really defending him. Okay. See, during the, the Dallas game, even while 49ers were winning, he proceeded to keep calling me. And I was watching your little spat online. Oh, I know. We were doing the text thing. He was bitching while winning and continued to bitch about winning. It's like now. And then he's like, oh, well. If it was on the other, you would have called, man. No, I wouldn't have. I don't do that. I don't do that because it can turn around in a heartbeat. Now, karma says that if the 49ers should tank, I should mercilessly call him. But I won't because I'm a nice guy and I know that tables turn and I don't want to be on the other end of that. I'll call him. You can. Yeah, you can. I'm not going to do the calling or the texting. You see, I don't I don't trash talk. You know that. No, you don't. I mean, we had we had a lovely conversation during the Dallas Raiders game. We actually did, and, and I did not like go nuts on you when Dallas put the whooping on the Raiders. Wait, you're misremembering shit. I, I, what? Vegas won that game. I don't. I. I. Well, it's we, our our facts are a little bit different. I rem. You know, so you misremembered things. So, in any case. Vegas won that game. In any case, I, I don't do a lot of trash talking because I know it can turn around on a dime. See, I didn't, and the thing is, during that during the Cowboys-Raiders no. game, I didn't trash talk either. I, the, the reason I don't, want, I don't want the 49ers to win has nothing to do with, with Jim directly. Okay. Okay. But, you know, Dallas and San Francisco and the Steelers, we were all brothers in in five time rings, you know what I mean, and we and we we were it was like a camaraderie you shared. All of us were were five timers, and it's like then the Steelers got a, you know, it's, and then they became pricks. So you know they're out of the club now. The 49ers in Dallas are still in that club. We can still be friends. We can still have something to bond over. And if the 49ers win, eh, they're gonna turn to pricks again. You know. And then next thing you know, the 49ers and Steelers fans are going to gang up and be like, oh, we're the, you know, and no one's talking about Brady at all because fuck him. But, (laughs) but, you know, it's like I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to keep Jim level headed. I'm trying to keep him on on the right kilter, on the right friends tier. Jim level headed. (laughs) Okay, let me know how that works out. I want to keep up. This is why. See, this is why I never wanted the Eagles to win a Super Bowl. Not because I don't think they deserved it. It's because you see how just freaking they were arrogant pieces of shit before they won the well, title. I, and then they win the title. It's like, Christ, they're worse now. I will say one thing in defense of Cowboys fans. <laughs> th- this And this is going to be the only fucking time. <laughs> the only fucking time you ever hear me defend Cowboys fans. Y'all are some scum fucks. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Y'all are some scum fucks. But not to the level Eagles fans are. Eagles fans, every year, it's the same shit. Super Bowl bad, Super Bowl bad, uh, Pennsylvania. The same oh. fucking bullshit every year from you delusional cocksucker Eagle fans. <laughs> Fucked a lot of you. <laughs> 
and it, I, it, it made it sustained me every year. It didn't matter if the Raiders went 0 16. I didn't fucking care as long as the Eagles didn't win a Super Bowl. Because I can always say, look at our trophy case and look at yours. <laughs> yes, I'm that guy. Yeah. Then the fuckers won a Super Bowl. And you would have thought it was the Green Bay Packers or it was the Pittsburgh Steelers or it was the fucking New England Patriots. Mm -hmm. They thought they had the bragging rights of the entire NFL. Fuck you. You've got one. Yeah. And they also thought they had a dynasty. Yeah. They they seriously thought that that was going to like sustain them for the next 10 years. No. And it did it, it, it didn't even give them the next season. No. And here's the thing. A year or two after the Eagles fluked into a fucking Super Bowl victory. The stars aligned, okay? The stars aligned and the quarterback got hurt and you know Nick Foles came in and it was a magic carpet ride whatever. Mm. Within a couple of years of that Eagles Super Bowl victory, the entire NFC East is a fucking dumpster fire. Hey. Worst division in football. Hey. I'm right here. That hurts. If facts hurt, that's your problem. (laughs) Worst division in football. They're not. They can't be the worst division. We don't have the Browns in us. The Browns, ah. the Browns played damn good football. Or the Lions. The Lions, you, there's you, no excusing the Lions. Yeah. But, uh, no, 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 no. Your division consists of the Philadelphia Filthy Fucking Chickens. Dumpster fire. The New York Fucking Giants. Dumpster fire. The Washington football team. Them bitches ain't even got a nickname. <laughs> Dumpster fire. Next year. Uh, no, actually, I think in February they're announcing the new name. And you've got those scum fucks in Arlington. It's not even Dallas. It's in fucking Arlington. Be- because they needed, a, they needed something bigger to hold them. <laughs> it's just, no, it's, it, no. It's the world's largest toilet. It's a toilet. I'm just, you know, hey. <laughs> NFC East. NFC Least. Is, is, is a legacy uh, division. No, it's not. It's it, a dumpster fire <laughs> division. When does it become pick on me day? It's when is it not pick on you day? It's a Thursday thing. Man, just. I said we were going to talk about football. I think the heater turned off. It's cold in this corner. Good. I do that. We didn't say we weren't going to talk about football. You said you. Okay. I'll. You know, I did some cooking this week. What'd you, what'd you cook? Pork chops and California blend with a butter sauce. I don't like pork. Yeah, well, it turned out delicious. I didn't overcook them, but I didn't undercook them. They were perfectly seasoned. Good. And the California blend turned out delicioso. Good. I don't eat pork. Yeah, your loss. Oh no, I mean, I, I, I shouldn't say I don't eat pork. I don't eat like pork chops. I eat ham. I eat bacon. I eat sausage. I just don't like pork chops or like roast pork. Never have. Yeah, I, I was in. It was in the freezer, so I thawed it out and made it. Yeah. 
You know, got to yeah. use up the food that's there. Yeah. You know, so so there. I I for, as from last episode, it was I it was inferred that I couldn't cook. I can cook, just not very well. Yeah, I actually made it in olive oil too. I was experimenting. Olive oil is it. Every like all the fancy cooks, uh, you gotta put a little olive oil in the pan. No, you don't. You can use <laughs> other oils. This? Neil, Neil's not a fancy cook. Hey, we need olive oil with the lentils. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't need to use olive oil. You can use other oils. Well, I felt olive oil. It has a nice. It has a nice smell to it, and it get that Mediterranean feel. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll give it to you that. Use it. I like. I see a lot of people now. A lot of a lot of the hoity-toity chefs are going to avocado oil. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I, how do you oil an avocado? I don't know. Same thing. Same way you oil an olive. You squeeze the shit out of it. <laughs> like olive wine. Aha! That'd be salty. <laughs> oh, I know olives aren't salty till you brine them. I don't know. I, I don't, like I like olives. I love olives. Olives on a pizza. And in a salad, yes, but only the only the black ones. The green ones can suck a dick. I like green olives. No, no, because they got to stuff it with a pimento. No, you see, they don't have to stuff it with pimento. No, everybody does, and they think that's how you know. You know how you know. I didn't know that that's not how an olive came. I always thought that that's how it. No, yeah, they actually poke the center and then they put shit in the middle of it. Right. You ever bite into a fucking a regular olive? There's a big fucking seed in there. Break your teeth. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dummy. Well, every, the foods that I eat are, are prepared, so it's not like I have to, you know, forage them like I'm in a goddamn forest. Right. Mark and I used to, uh, Mark loved olives too, right? He would have a big jar of uh, jalapeno stuffed olives. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, that can be pretty good. Oh, they're great. Mark would have a jar of jalapeno stuffed olives in the freezer in the fridge so we'd be up there recording or doing whatever and just run up and grab like a bowl of fucking <laughs> jalapeno olives and just munch on them and it was good times yeah i gotta think of what kind of i have to come up with new culinary dishes to make i can't i, I mean i'm drawing a blank anymore uh what did i make i made pepper steak earlier this week oh steak and peppers i gotta Try that. So peppers, some onions. Yeah, and then in like a soy in like a a soy marinade. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I was looking up some Chinese food, mm -hmm. right? And I, I look up simple recipes. Uh huh. Why is every simple recipe a hundred ingredients? My God. It's like I don't. Why do I gotta get that many ingredients? Just just tell me. Just make it simple. I made sausage and peppers last night. You know I. I, I just I am uh sometimes I just I just wonder why I might make chili again. Well go for it. It's it's get up there, the five pepper chili. Oh, okay. Jalapeneros and anchos and gotta put some balut jaloka in there. No. Nah. I don't I don't need everything that hot. I just had mango habanera uh a chicken wrap for lunch today. Okay. No, wait. No, I was yesterday. I had Chinese food today. Ah. <laughs> Where'd you get the maggot, mango habanero chicken oh, from? Oh, at PJ Woolahan's down by where I work. Oh, okay. It's better than the one local. 
that's not saying much. No, no, no. The one, the one local. It's just they, they, they screw up everything. They could suck a dick. The one, the one. It's uh, down. Yeah, I know Shander, where you're at. Shannonsville Road. I know where you're at. Excellent food. I have not had a, a bad, a bad time there. The wicked chicken wraps are awesome. Nice. And I get the mango, hab- uh, mango habanero sauce. Oh, I had the inferno once. Uh huh. Whew. I'll only have that if I'm not going back to work. <laughs> Kind of grabs you by the boop. Oh, don't it? I sat at my desk and just drinking more. I just had to keep drinking water. Well, you see, that's where you fucked up. I know water doesn't do anything, no, but it ca- helps them a little bit. No, it don't. <laughs> it just spreads the capsaicin. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Capsaicin will only go to certain parts of the mouth. And the the water carries it around. Capsaicin is a fat-soluble compound. Don't give me the science shit. I know how this stuff works. Obviously not. Anyway, let's uh, that picture you posted on the Headbangers Ball page. Yes. There was a few things that caught my eye. <laughs> yeah, there was only a few things that you could actually see in that. That was well, a deep bucket. And Well, the few things that <laughs> caught my eye. One of them was the 598EP, the Garage Days Revisited. Yep. One of my favorite Metallica releases. Mm-hmm. Great stuff on that, front to back. Not a not a stinker on it. Agreed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Another one that caught my eye. You had Doctor Feelgood in there. Yes. Doctor Feelgood. <laughs> in the pantheon of Motley Records, I think that might be number two. For me. Hmm. Yeah. I I, I actually. A few nights ago, I actually listened to that whole album all the way through. I forgot how many really great songs are on it. Yeah, that's Motley at the, that's Motley really at the peak of their powers. Mm-hmm. But I still like "Shout at the Devil" better. Mm. But you know, I mean, if I had to pick, if I if I had to pick one, I got to pick "Shout at the Devil." But Doctor Feelgood is all killer, no filler. Yeah. And how many songs did they release as singles off of that? Not that many, I think. There no, was, they released yeah. a shitload. No, they didn't. I don't think so. Doctor Feelgood. Yeah. Don't go away, mad. Yeah. Um, hang on, I would need the track listing. Well, I mean, Sticky Sweet was on there. Sticky Sweet. Uh, was Time not, for Change was on. Time for Without Change. You was a single. Without You was a single. Yes. Um, she goes down. Not a single. Not a single. <laughs> Should have been. That was <laughs> that was a strip club anthem. Oh God, yeah. Um, Terror in Tinseltown, which is think. That's just a just, cup, yeah, an just interlude. The beginning of that. Yeah. Uh, Don't go away, mad. That was a single. Yeah, yeah. It was about four, four, four. If I'm if I'm right, four or five, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, and oh, and um, kickstart my heart. Yep, kickstart my heart. Yeah. So yeah, there was a there was a decent amount on there. I like the new release of Kickstart My Heart with uh, Vince Neil's alternate vocal. I don't think I've. <laughs> yeah, there's some. There's uh, like a guns box that they put on like the original version of um, some of the Guns N' Roses stuff. Yeah. And it's like, God damn it. How did you clean that shit up? Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, another one I saw in there that, mm. that caught my eye. DRI's Thrash Zone. Oh, I love that album. Dear God. Beneath the wheel. What? a Well, it starts off with Thrashered. Yeah. There's a gig at Fifth and Main. We'll catch the bus or take this train or steal or find a borrow cash and we'll be there ready to thrash. Yeah, and I got to say, DRI was all freaking, was buyer influence. Yeah. That son of a bitch. He was, 
Yeah, that that was. I mean, that's on there. Uh, Beneath the wheel, such a great song. Yep. And you know, the older I get, I relate. I relate to Beneath the Wheel more and more. <laughs> you know. Yeah, give a hoot was on there. Yeah, which was a, you know, and it was like, nope, they weren't trying to be anything serious. Dri was Dri was a fun band. They were just at Jabberjaws a couple of months ago. We mm-hmm. should have gone. Ah, uh, they're coming around on another tour. <laughs> um, I don't know when they're going to be close, but we really should. We should go check out Dri. Oh uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that was all. That's another. That was a good album. Yeah, I was looking at that. That's what I I brought it up because I was going through all that stuff in the basement, and I want to get all my. There's two bins of that, and they're huge bins. That's why I didn't bring it. Yeah, you know, and. Uh, I was like, this is really cool. I know who would enjoy it. I just took a snapped a quick picture yes. and then threw it on the site. I didn't think that the post was going to blow the hell up like it did. Yeah. Jesus. And then, you know how many offers I got to buy shit? Really? I got so many freaking DMs that people want to buy stuff. It's not for sale. You know? That's, that's my childhood. <laughs> yeah. I know Justice was in there, Dockin', Joe Perry Project. Wow! Yeah, I mean, oh, I had I had such an eclectic mix. But do you have the Whitford St. Holmes? I don't have Whitford St. Holmes. I never got into Whitford St. Holmes. I get into Joe Perry Project. Holy shit! I love Joe Perry Project. Yeah, and it was one of those few instances where like, oh, don't go back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> you did good. Don't go back. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, if you could pick, okay, let's let's say. Let's go old school. Mm-hmm. You've got a five disc changer in your car. Ooh. Okay. Yes. You have a five disc changer in your car. Streaming is not a thing. <laughs> what five discs are you keep? Uh, you the the you can only load that changer once. Right. But is there? Where's the where's the time frame? Up to today. I'll give you up. Holy to today. shit! That's tough. Five albums. That's fucking okay. Hang on. I'll, no, I'll that cha- is that is so. T- I mean, well, I'll I'll make it easier. I'll yeah. change the parameters. Okay, once you load that CD player, that cartridge is never coming out. You're stuck with those five discs in your car for the rest of your life. High school. Oh, so it's like before ninety one. I'll give you up to ninety four. Yeah, you have to auto correct me on some of these times. <laughs> It's like it's like remembering. Oh well, if I'm going back, Justice for All's put getting on that one. Okay, so I love I love that album from high school. Right. Uh, let's see what else. What else? What else? I'm trying to think of what was, what was around when I was in. Oh well, fuck, Scum Dogs of the Universe is, is is it has to be on there. There you go. Good uh, pick. Yeah. Oh, love me Scum Dogs. Uh, let's see. It's like I am going back. That's yeah. You know what, Doctor Feelgood. Okay, I can. I'm, I'll name these right off the fucking top of that box now. <laughs> uh, I think Danzig Two. Okay, would also be on there because I loved. Uh, I love Danzig Two more than the more than the first one. Okay. Oh, what did I have on and uh. Cinderella Night Songs. Ooh. I didn't expect that one. <laughs> I was expecting Permanent Vacation. Yeah, you know, I think I've heard a lot of Aerosmith over my time and uh I I 
at this point, I'm kind of I'm not over Aerosmith. I still love a lot of the older stuff. Yeah, but uh, Cinderella just never failed me, especially Night Songs. Great album. Yeah. Ah uh, shit. <laughs> if I, okay, I'm picking five up to 1994. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Blizzard of Oz by Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Now check that. I'm going to go with Diary of a Madman. I like Diary mm-hmm. better. Uh, Diary of a Madman. And out come the wolves by Rancid. Mm. The Yellow Skull Collection from the Misfits. Like, yeah, the, basically the Misfits Collection yeah. CD. I'm going with the Misfits Collection CD. I got to throw an Anthrax album in there, but I'm torn. <laughs> do I put in White Noise or do I put Among the Living? Ah. <laughs> I'm going to go Among the Living. Mm-hmm. Thought so. I'm going to go Among the Living. And now the the fifth one is becoming really hard because am I going to put in and justice for all? Am I going to put in a uh, ace of spades? Mm. Am I going to put in 1916? Am I going to put in uh shit? Holy diver. Yeah, that's it's hard, <laughs> man. Gun to my head, I think I'm gonna go with Injustice for All though. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank, I love I I love that album. Remember when that album came out? I just love it. Yeah. And on a semi-related note, that that Uno game that has the uh, Harvester of Sorrows card in it, uh-huh. I have been trying to pretty much I got to design the whole decks. Yeah. And because I'm adding, it's a, it's a derivative of Uno. But it has purple and orange in it. Right. So you're talking complete redesign. Wouldn't you know it, I found an Uno deck online with orange and purple in it as replacements for blue and red. Hey, there you go. So I bought it. Well, I bought two copies, one to cannibalize and one to play because it looks fucking awesome. Yeah. It's the 80s deck. Oh, nice. And then I found a 90s deck, which I bought. Because it is has a, like it's really TV and staticky and it has the colors right in it. I did not buy the no no sorry the two thousands I bought, eighties and two thousands. I didn't buy the nineties because they decided that the nineties was pastel. Huh. I don't remember the nineties being that much pastel. No, I remember a lot of plaid. I honestly I I don't remember. A lot of the fashion of the 90s, but I know it wasn't no pastels. I remember a lot of plaid. Plaid? Plaid? Yeah. Well, plaid in the beginning, yeah. And, you know, I I remember a lot of my fashion in the 90s. It was, it was fatigues. Yeah, I'm talking, in, <laughs> I'm, talk, I'm talking in my everyday. Well, that was my everyday wear. Shit. <laughs> I'm talking in my off time. Yeah. Black. I was thinking, I'm thinking, I bet you were in board shorts. And that goofy hat with the brim put up? No. I didn't have a goofy hat with a brim put up. I did. I Well, no, I did that in the 80s. I did that, too. I had, and, we, I, we, <laughs> and I even put suicidal on it because I saw Mike Muir with it. Yeah. I I had I had mine, and it um, it had, I mosh, therefore I, and on the brim, bleed. <laughs> that, that was that was mine. I had one that I had one I did uh, with that said not too. Yep. 
That was, oh God, I mean, that was a style that I don't think a lot of people, there was only a few of us that did shit like that. No. The, the upturned brim. Right. <laughs> and, and wearing board shorts and band t-shirts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> see, whenever you see back of like the late 80s, early 90s fashion, that one always gets missed. Yes. They forgot about the upturned brim. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and everybody did it. I'm bringing it back. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll rock it with you. I'll rock it with you. We'll do that at the ghost show. Yes. <laughs> I'll get a I'll get a I'll get a baseball cap, turn up the brim and just put not on it. <laughs> oh. oh, um in a sad note, during the past week we uh lost meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, ah, I was honest. I mean, I didn't hear anything about it. Was sick or anything either. Yeah, I didn't hear anything either. Um, but I, I dude, the I, I, granted, Meat didn't write uh, write the music that he was famous for. That was Jim Steinman. Yeah, Jim Steinman. Such classics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Oh. Two out of three ain't bad. Bad Out of Hell. The whole first Bad Out of Hell album, and even Bad Out of Hell 2. Awesome. Were amazing. Bad Out of Hell 3 was, okay, we're, you know. He, it was still great songs, but there wasn't a lot of airplay to them. Right. But I remember when, uh, I remember when Bad Out of Hell 2 came out. Mm-hmm. I was sitting watching MTV the one day. Yes, kids, MTV used to play music videos. And I saw the video for... Anything for love. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, Meatloaf is back. And it sounds like Meatloaf. And I went out and bought the damn. Yeah, the album is great. Life is a Lemon Yep, uh, is is a great song. Um, and I remember, I mean, I remember that was one that you could listen to cover to cover because he just, oh, he just brings Such it. Such an amazing voice. He brings it. Such an amazing voice. And um, the day... Uh, the day I found out Meatloaf died, uh, that was last Thursday or Friday, I think it was. Mm, but yeah. a- anyway, whatever day it was, um, whatever day it was, that I had a lot of driving to do for work that day, and I purposely cranked up a bunch of Meatloaf. And you know what song I started with? Mm-hmm. You're going to love this. It, you, you'll pop for it. And there's a few people listening that'll pop for it, too. Whatever happened to Saturday night? Ah, yes. From the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny thing. I'll, I'll tell you. I can do, do a half funny meatloaf story. Uh, when I was cleaning out my mom's house, uh-huh. I found two albums, about out of hell, a few cassette tapes, and a few CDs. All of Bad Out of Hell. Well, it was it was all of yeah. I think all but I was like, Jesus Christ! My mom was a hell of a meatloaf fan. My God, it's like, how do you have that much? So the album, all everything made it in my collection. Uh huh. And it's like, why is there this much freaking? And then that meatloaf that was in the picture was mine. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I mean, I, I never knew she was that big of a meatloaf fan, but because I, I have all the stuff on vinyl. And on CD and on cassette, it's, he's Meatloaf is one of the guys, and he's also one of the few people, the few artists that I could actually go to a Halloween party as, <laughs> and rock it. 
<laughs> I played Eddie in some Rocky mm-hmm. Horror shit. I played Eddie, and I didn't like my Teddy either. <laughs> but yeah, uh, rest rest easy, uh, rest easy, Meatloaf. And uh, I, you were you knew who his son-in-law was? Yeah, right? Scott Ian. Right, right. He's married to Pearl. Pearl Loaf, yeah, yeah, Pearl, <laughs> Pearl a day, um, but yeah. Uh, so the anthrax by proxy, the anthrax community mm-hmm. lost a member. But uh, rest easy, Meatloaf. Thanks for the thanks for the uh, great music. Damn, so much great music. Yeah, and also you can't discount him as an actor. No, you can't. I mean, in Fight Club, his name is Robert Paulson. Yep. Uh, and also uh, a lesser known movie of Black Dog. Yep. He played such an asshole. Yes, he did. <laughs> you know, and it's like Meatloaf. Well, you see him in interviews and you see his he is. He seems like such a genuine the kind of guy you could just have a good laugh with. Yeah. And have fun with. And my God, he was such an asshole and black dog. Yes, that he I was. couldn't. I didn't even believe it was a villain after they said he was the villain. Right. You know, but you, I can't be the villain. It's Meatloaf. Yeah, it's, you can't make Meatloaf a villain. Make Swayze the fucking villain. Come on, <laughs> what's wrong with you? I'd buy Swayze. I would have bought Swayze as a villain. Yeah, but that was Black Dog. It's a uh, under the radar film. Yeah, um, it's actually a real. It's it's a really good film, um, and I'm still going through my uh, my movie list. I just watched I watched Blue Jasmine the other night. Okay, it's a Woody Allen film. And the only reason it was on my radar is because it stars uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Really? But there's also Kate Blanchett's in it. And a lot of familiar actors that when you see him, you say, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin is in it. Eric Bowen. Yeah. Um, the one that did Trump. Alec? That's Alec. Okay. Yeah, Eric Bowen. I know. I get a, the I get the Baldwins mixed up sometimes. Right. By Eric Bowen. But um, the movie is actually, it's weird because... I don't watch a lot of Woody Allen movies. Maybe it's his thing to make a middle of a film. Yeah. Because it seems like there's not really a beginning to it and there's not really an end to it. But I'm watching this slice in the middle. And holy shit, there is not a redeemable character in this whole fucking movie. There is no one you are rooting for. There is nobody. It's it's like, my God. But but not bad either. Like. Oh, Dice's character a little. However, it's funny that they, the, it, you know, this is not even. It takes place in San Francisco, okay. And Dice is doing just Dice, right? And it's like, that's not a San Franciscan accent. <laughs> it's like I don't think he can do an accent other than that Brooklyn shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. He's like, your husband's a fucking crook. It's like, it's like that's not San Francisco. And then when they go to New York, he's like, oh, I'm so out of place. It's like, <laughs> Wait a minute. But it's but it, it was it actually a very, a very good movie. I enjoyed it immensely. Blue Jasmine. It's on HBO Max. Um, so, you know, you don't have to pirate it anywhere. I don't pirate things. I do everything on the up and up. I'm not telling you because I know you're I know you're not a scumbag. Much. Yeah. Much. <laughs> but. but but there are people out there that, you know, they pirate things. And, you know, you don't have to pirate that unless you pirate HBO Max. In other case, Ahoy matey, I don't know. what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's another one on my list gone. Nobody's the next one. Nobody. Yeah, it's um the guy that did Better Call Saul. 
Oh, okay. What, whatever. I can't remember his fucking. He's a comedian. Yeah. But basically, he plays. Um, I guess he was a bodyguard or a hitman for a drug dealer. That somehow gets. He's and of course he's a nobody. Yeah. But he gets targeted. You know, like the people that shouldn't get targeted. You know, he gets targeted, but he pretty and it, the whole movie, from what I understand, is just one big fight. Oh, okay. So I can't wait to see that. That's the next one on the list. I gave you Hobo with a shotgun, right? You did. Okay. And I gave it back. Okay. <laughs> I did I couldn't remember. I haven't. I I need to rewatch that. I'm just I'm just trying to make it through the the list. It's when I have time. See, I'm trying to. I I, I need to find some more movies that are violence for the sake of violence. Oh, from nobody, I think is one of those. I think I haven't seen it yet. No, I mean like really fucking. Bad gratuitous violence. Street trash. Street Watch tra- street trash. Okay. <laughs> it's, if you like hobo with his shotgun, you'll actually pr- probably enjoy street trash. It is. It, it's probably on YouTube at some point. But I mean, oh my god. Well, it's 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 there's oh nastiness. My uh my my more misanthropic uh tendencies have been coming out lately. <laughs> I. Started playing Grand Theft Auto online. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I started playing GTA online. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. We, we mean bad as in like, oh, if I see another player standing on the street, I do everything. I, I They will either die or I will die. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I, I will drive around and just shoot the shit out of anybody I see. Well, Val finally got her PlayStation 4. Oh, yeah. You know, and. It's kind of nice that she bought it with her own money and herself and all that. And, yeah. But she, Val, gets Grand Theft Auto Five, Uh-huh. And she starts playing it. And, and she's just, she's like, you know, she doesn't know what she's supposed to do. It's like, yeah, take out the cops. What do you think that means? Oh, oh. Reason with them. <laughs> yeah. I just, well, before I started playing on the GTA online. Yeah. I beat G I went through and re and re beat GTA five. Okay. I've never played that, but now that she has it, I might GTA five is a fun game. Yeah. It's a very fun game. There's a lot of cool, a uh, lot of cool missions to do. And you can, you switch around between three characters. Yeah. I've, I've seen like, yeah, I've seen things about it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I love, I love the original. Well, I shouldn't say the well, I did love the original. And I love three when it came out. Yeah, I beat three was awesome. Uh, Vice City, love that one. Yeah, San Andreas. I felt that there was way too many, too much side shit. Yeah, there's a lot of side missions in, and it's in like, San oh my fucking god! And and you have to, it's side missions that now side missions to me are just for those hundred people that need to clear things hundred percent. Yeah, but not in San Andreas because if you don't tag shit right. You lose your territories. Right. So it's like it's a side mission that wastes time. And you but, have, if, but if you don't do it. You got to conquer enough territory oh, to trigger certain missions. Yeah. And, and it's oh, my God. It's it's you have to swim a certain amount of yeah. time. Before now, you, I love the customization. Yeah. I mean, my CJ. I mean, I'm just going to say it was off the chain. OK, he was the best. Well, the customization in GTA five is really good, too. Mm. Uh, the customization in GTA Five is really, really good too, 
And um, it the one cool thing, and I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't played it, right. is you can pick your way that you want to finish the last mission. Oh. Now, if I ever... If I ever play it, I mean, I might even forget this conversation by that time. I mean, she downloaded uh, the DC Universe game for me, uh-huh. which we were playing on the three. And then they said, nope, you want to play it anymore? You got to get a four. Uh-huh. And our characters are still there. I just haven't. Uh, and of course, my character was and my one of my and you'll know where this one came from by the superhero character or supervillain, depending on which campaign I was doing. His name was Megatherian. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I always thought that really, that was always was a great name for a supervillain or hero. And if you see the guy, if I show you pictures of, of what I made up, I ended up having them name him uh, Thero, Dr. Therian. Uh-huh. Because, you know, which still is a great name, Dr. Therian. Yeah. Um, uh, I had to, you know, completely like, you know, change the character. But but it's, that's the character that I based him on was when I had Megatherian. <laughs> Nice. And then the other one, um, and I, I don't know if you know the reference, another supervillain I like using was Technofear. Oh, no. Technofear. <laughs> that's, that's where I got it from. <laughs> yep. All the machines are getting up on me. Yep. And tech, Technofear was an uh, electronic-based supervillain. Nice. And that's and I kept, you know, if, if ever it happens where there's some miracle that I, I do get those superpowers. I'm claiming the name Technofear. I will be a freaky villain. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, that's where I took it from. Oh, all of us, Felicity Kendall's underwear that needs a good wash. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're going to sneak a Young Ones reference by either one of us. Yeah, but that's, that's one line. One little line. That's all it takes. <laughs> That's all it takes, and that's you know you know as well as I that that can shoot us down a rabbit hole that can go forever. Yeah, and I also got I got in the mail a while back, and I got a whole bunch of CDs that I was getting, and I finally got the, my a CD burning the ripping software on my computer, uh-huh. so I can start you know on the on the the laptop because the old computer I I don't use it anymore, so I start I'm starting to rip some of these CDs, and I have that Monty Python sings again. Nice. It's not sings. It sings again. It was like the re-release with more material. Right. They did a nudge nudge blackmail rap. Whoa. <laughs> it's terrible. It's I couldn't even listen to the whole thing, but it was like you know I mean so it was pretty much someone in a booth saying probably let's see what we can do with these samples. <laughs> and it was, but I mean they they I mean I was just listening to like you know the. Some of the old great Python songs. Yeah. Um, you know, Always Looks on the Bright Side of Life, The Galaxy. Yeah. Sit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you got the the Lumberjack song. Yep. That, yeah, there's so many on there. And then they have another CD on there, Python Live in 74. Uh-huh. And the Dead Parrot sketches on there. And I think Four Yorkshiremen. Four yeah. Yorkshiremen. Oh, that's a great sketch. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's... I, you know what the worst part is? I understand it now. Yeah. <laughs> you try to tell the people they, let the, they yeah. won't believe you. Yep. <laughs> and a box. Yeah, cardboard box. Yeah, lucky. <laughs> Luxury. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what I've been doing for the week. And, of course, you know, the gaming. Yeah. 
We we uh, lost a game that Eldritch Horror. I don't know. I think I already brought that up, right? Like an hour and a half? Yeah. Hour and a half. <laughs> we tanked it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've i been... Well, I actually took Monday and Tuesday off. Uh, you know, kind of get my head right. And yeah. Well, the boss called me on Friday. He's like, hey, uh, uh, would you, do you want to take a couple of days off? Uh, I'm like, with pay? Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's like... What kind of a question is that? Um, well, he's like, uh, uh, end of the month's coming up, and uh, you know, okay, I'll take off Monday and Tuesday. Thank you. Yeah, my boss actually gave me. She was in today, um, and uh, now, like you know, everybody else that I work with, I'm the one that stays the latest. Uh-huh. You know, because just uh, the way I come in later and then I stay later. She's sitting there, and you know, we're doing all our stuff, and. Uh, you know, three o'clock comes and she just turns and says, "Hey, yo, if you want to go home early, go ahead." Okay. <laughs> Don't have to tell me twice. Yep. Nope. I'm I'm okay. I'm good. Let. I wasn't gonna be like, no, no, no. Please let me stay. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's so yeah. much more I can do here. Yeah, so I was like, oh, thank you very much. And uh, you know, was, you know, show Christine's a, a really good boss. She, That's good. You know, she right. And it's like, and I, I was just fully prepared to stay till four to get. You know, I was banging away the project so it's like yeah well i'll just i got i know what i gotta do tomorrow morning so <laughs> yeah ah shit i don't know what i'm doing tomorrow morning yet i don't know if i'm going out yet or if i'm gonna stay in uh well i, I gotta wait on some paperwork to get sent to me for the stuff mm. i did today yep start my morning with some locks and bagels mm. yummy mm-hmm. it's quite fishy yeah oh, it's delicious and and also and also, it's a uh, free COVID test. Because yeah. I can taste it. All right. <laughs> there you go. If I'm driving if I'm driving to work, it's like, I can't taste the sandwich. I'm going home. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit skis. Well, you ready to call us one a day? Sure. All right. Um, I think next week we will, part, we will uh, start on your brilliant idea. <gasps> Joy! Okay. Right. I'm not going to release. I'm not going to tell the audience what the brilliant idea is. We'll let them be surprised next week when we start this. All right. But I'll have to make sure I bring my laptop in. I'll explain off air why. I mean, because I was thinking about this. Gotcha. I hope this is the right idea. We're talking about the same thing. I hope so. We'll find out here in a minute. All right. So until next time, it's on, on that damn I'm Eric. I'm Bill. Later on, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs>